Listener Production. On today's episode of Footy Talk, we'll whip around the grounds to get you up to date with what we've seen in round 15 so far. Heading to the SCG where two teams under the pump go head-to-head and then to WA to hear what the Bombers and Frio can produce. It's all here on Footy Talk. G'day, there's footy talk around the grounds here at the SCG. It was a dominant performance from the Sydney Swans. 170-point victors. Uh, the result, their sixth win of the season. What does this mean, firstly, for the home side, Jude? Oh, I think it just sparks the confidence just to, to show that they can play at a level that you know can cut teams up. But I'm certain that John Longmire wouldn't be getting uh, caught up in the fact that you know, this has been a, a team that many teams have belted this season. It's the fourth time for West Coast that they've been beaten by over 100 points. And, you know, the likes of, say, Carlton smashed uh, West Coast Eagles and then started to drop the next couple of games because they got ahead of themselves. So, you know, this this was just an insipid performance from West Coast Eagles. You know, they're non-competitive and, and growing more relevant by the week. And there's got to be something to happen, whether that's, you know, they've got to move Adam Simpson on and clear the air because these sort of performances are just unacceptable. But for the Swans, you know, positive that they got themselves going and really cut a team up. All right, Jude Bolton, Brenton Speed beside me. I'm Brad Seymour. Uh, this is Footy Talk around the grounds. Speedy, I come to you. What were your likes and dislikes from this evening? Well, the Swans were clinical. You know, you've got a team that's been belted by 100-plus three times, and the likes of Goulden and Heaney were hungry to hit that scoreboard hard. And Logan McDonald as well was terrific. Amadi kicked a bag up forward as well. So the Swans took advantage, and they haven't given up hope that 6-8 and eight now, they get a percentage booster. Suddenly their percentage rises above 100 in a heartbeat. The West Coast Eagles' percentage, though, is below 50. You mentioned John Longmire, Jude, and his first thought seemingly was to go and console Adam Simpson, a former teammate yeah. at North Melbourne, because he knows uh, how hard it must be for him right now. Exactly. I think there's there's you know mutual respect between all of the coaches, but particularly when uh, you know it's been one of his peers for a long time and uh, uh, a former teammate. So you know, I think uh, he'd, he'd know that Simo's going through the ringer at the moment, um, but. You know, something happens has to happen. This is a this is a very proud club. You know, super wealthy people have been likening it to the Fitzroy's final season. And you go, hang on, they're vastly different scenarios because it's one of the wealthiest clubs and it should be thriving. Uh, Forty scoring shots to nine in the end. I think that best illustrates the amount of possession and where the footy uh, spent most of its time. More injury rows for West Coast on an already extended injury list. Yeah, Williams went off uh, um, early on. Uh, he got subbed out of the game. Uh, so, you know, it, was, uh, it wasn't great for him to go. That's uh, Jack Williams, that's of Jack course, Williams, not of course. Bailey. Yep, yeah. Jack Williams, apologies. Um, and then um, yeah, Barris went off for a part of the part of the game. He spent break. considerable time in the third quarter off the ground. Yeah, yeah. with a head knock uh, concern, but thankfully he got cleared. But even during that time, the damage was done in the first term and it just opened the floodgates even after that. How much belief do you have in the Sydney Swans right now on challenging for the top eight? Jeremy Cameron obviously copped that sickening knock. They play Geelong here uh, next Friday in a significant game, of course. Can they win that game with no Jeremy Cameron for Geelong and suddenly get back in the conversation? 
Oh well, at least that they can go into that game with confidence. What they haven't they haven't been able to do is is put teams away and execute by foot like they did last season. That's that was been one of the biggest differences is is just their inefficiency and uh, you know guys like Isaac Heaney got on the end of it this evening, but he set up a number of goals. He kicked five goals for, but the, when you've got uh, people with good ball use like Errol Gould and um, Chad Warner using it, um, even you know the likes of Braden Campbell had 20 disposals tonight. I mean, they just they can cut you up, and the the lizard got got loose as well. He was running down the the field, getting the handball receives and the like. So they um they'll they'll take a lot out of this game. And next week, Tom McCartan can return. He played well in the VFL today. Twenty four disposals down back. Buddy Franklin, of course, kicked goal one thousand against the same opposition, Geelong, uh, last year. He should be back as well. So suddenly they've got a team that resembles the one uh, that played in the grand final last. You sound bullish on them, Speedy. Well, I think you guys should be. I'm looking for you guys. Are you the I'm, one? You're I'm, not, not, I'm not certain at all. On them. They, no, they have, I'm not convinced uh, at this, this is a This is an easy kill today, so do not judge a side on that. No one else has scored 200 against the if, easy if they kill. Come out and, if they come out and put uh, put Geelong away next uh, this Friday, well, that's when you'd start to say, because Geelong suddenly bounced back into some confidence after beating uh, the Demons. All right, let's look across both sides. The better players for both sides. Uh, let's start with the Eagles. You might have to look uh, long and deep, but... <laughs> Some some good signs from Elijah Hewitt, young player, starting to make his mark. Um, Elliot Yo, you know, played in all areas of the ground, but it was hard to find too many good players. Well, Shuey and Kelly yeah. had the most disposals, and I, I did like they had, they had both of them had uh, an important ra- chase down tackle for both of them at different stages. Yeah, Patricelli's run was um, you know positive at times. I thought Jinby's still um, really improving each 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 period. Um, he's had some important games. Um, yeah, Hoff showed a little bit, um, but yeah, it's 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 tough pickings at the moment. No other sort of injury woes for the Swans when well, we mentioned the West Coast, but um, clean bill of health, I think, from this game. Yeah, so Mills was the one who was subbed out, but that looked like a tactical sub at three-quarter time, and, you know, they don't want to risk him. He, when he stepped back onto the field, he started at half forward, and he got involved really early when the game was, was on the line initially in that first five minutes, and, you know, he uh, he actually showed plenty uh, again. Keller Mills, you know how important he is as a, as a leader for the Sydney Swans. Well, it was a dynamic Sydney Swans this afternoon. 170-point winners. Uh, Jude Bolton, Brenton Speed with me. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on the app, uh, podcast, Spotify or listener, hit the like button and leave us a review rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. We'll hand you over here to the guys at Optus Stadium who take you through the clash with Frio and the Bombers. Uh, you're back with Footy Talk around the grounds. Tom Atkinson with Xavier Ellis here at Optus Stadium X. Uh, the Dockers, they uh, a slow start, but got the chocolates in the end. Yeah, funnily enough, they led a quarter time, but they were severely beaten, especially the first 20 minutes of that game. Uh, 16 of the last 17 games have been behind at quarter time, but uh, fortunately for this one, somehow when you looked up, uh, they were in front at quarter time by a goal, but then after quarter time, they got their game going, kicking. Uh, five goals, four goals, and then just a couple at the end. But the middle two quarters, second and third, was where the game was won for the Doggers. Uh, what was better this week compared to the past couple? Oh, let, let, less hanger honours. Um, I think they had some really, really, really poor performances last week against the Giants in Sydney. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the TV as we speak, and yeah, Liam Henry had 32 disposals. He had 17 last week. Take and I thought he was one of the better players last week. So... 
Um, you know, starting from the top, Sarong, uh, outstanding, as per usual we say this year, because uh, his season's been amazing, 32 disposals. Uh, Lukey Ryan, who I think he's there, he's probably their leader in defence, had the 31, and um, uh, more more of the load was shared. I thought Sean Darcy returning is obviously really important to what the Dockers want to do and try to do. And, um, you know, I look over at the Melbourne Demons, and I'm not convinced about the Gorn Grundy setup. I think week on, week on week, I'm starting to think that maybe the Darcy uh, Jackson yeah. one-two punch might work. I'm yeah. not saying it is going to, but it might. Jackson showed signs of up forward. If you just clunk a couple of those marks. Three goals one tonight yeah. and had 17 disposals, which is a good game of football, obviously. But, um, yeah, it is a bit confusing. If it, do, it doesn't work, then he needs to be the number one because Amiss is only a 20-year-old yeah, uh, young man as well. And uh, Josh Tracy's 20. So he's really the leader of that forward line in terms of the keys. And he's only 22, would he be? Something like that, yeah. whatever it is. But uh, they're so young down there. So... Uh, he's got a big load on his shoulder, massive contract, a lot of pressure, uh, a slow start at Frio. They're still not in the eight, um, so we, yeah. we can't sing the praises too much of what's been happening because they aren't actually better than the situation they were last year. But, well, yeah, glimpses. We spoke about it during the week. They probably don't have that top, top-level superstar that can change a game. Yeah. Maybe Luke Jackson might be able to be that. Now, take this with a grain of salt, but Liam Henry tonight showed some pace and some dash, and I reckon they've missed that kind of player on the outside with some polish. He was super yeah. tonight. No, he was for, outstanding for tonight. Kid. He was outstanding. I find their half forwards can be a little bit too outsidey at times uh, when they get up the ground, which tonight I didn't mind that stay away and let Henry get the one two and overlap. Let him yeah. go. Um which which was great. Great to see. He's a much maligned player. Um, I'm sure a lot of Docker supporters will be singing his praises tonight, but you know, if they probably went back through their Twitter feeds or group chats or whatever, he, he's been much maligned, uh, Lee and Henry. But you know, he's averaged fifteen disposals. She had thirty two Tonight, uh, that's the breakout game that he's been craving. I, and it sounds silly, but these, as a wingman, he had four contested disposals, 28 uncontested. You're not going to get that every week. It was uh, a very uh, Brad Hill kind of game yeah, um, on the wing. But you're not going to get drawn into these uncontested. Essendon loved the uncontested style, so on the bounce back, he had a bit of love for it too, which was great. You know, Sydney at the SCG, for example, you're not running around the outside of that small ground having that. So when he's on the bigger grounds, he feasted. And um, you know, I'm sure when Longy looks at the tape... He'll just show uh, Liam Henry, don't worry about the things you can't do. Uh, here's the two or three things you can do well. Funny day for the Eagles, guys like Duggan and Witherden, who normally get so much of the footy with that chip ball yeah. on the smaller ground, they couldn't, they couldn't uh, yeah. get near it. Um, what did you make of Fifey tonight? A bit more time in the midfield? Um, look, he's certainly not in their first rotation as a midfielder, I don't think, in terms of Sarong and Brayshaw and Darcy are the three, and then is it O'Meara or Fife? Uh, so the, as as the little foursome there with the mids, I think they're they're strong enough. But I look at that midfield now, and I expect Sarong and Brayshaw to be the one two punch. Yeah, yeah. The, the the stars and yeah, Fife is going to have his moments. He had nineteen disposals, uh, five clearances in there today. Um, but uh, yeah, what? Yeah, now Fife's a champion, a, a dual Brownlow medalist. So yeah, it's hard to look and go. Yeah, he was the best player in the competition. He is that player. You, know, you just mentioned that um, Fremantle probably don't have. Yeah, go back through the premiership players, uh, premiership teams in the last few years. Um, Petrarca, Dangerfield last year in the finals is outstanding. Dusty, Bont. You know, the, the, the five or six minutes you can put your team on the back and kick two goals and go, yeah. wow, what just happened then? Well, that's five of, yeah. you know, Brownlow time. So uh, now he's probably, he's not in their top handful of players, but um, yeah, 
teams still would be worried about what Nat Fife's going to do. They'll they're, pl- they're planning for Fife. Sweating on a couple of injuries. Alex Pierce, a calf or an ankle, and Matty Johnson injured yeah. as well. But... I, don't, I don't, yeah. Pierce is obviously the captain, um, and he plays that leadership role. I think their back line's thick, so they'll be right. If, if uh, it is a week or two. What about the Bombers? First quarter, Parrish and Merritt were everywhere. Got a heap of the yeah. 40. They just couldn't quite turn that into scores. No, they could. Uh, their forward line's a concern. Uh, two metre Peter only had the seven disposals. Uh, Wiedemann, he looked like he had OP or something. He wasn't moving yeah. at all. Like his body language at the time was and Even really Langford poor. has been good this year. So Langford had seven. Wright had seven. Wiedemann had... Eight touches uh, and one goal between them. That was Langford's first goal of the game from memory. But is that a problem with the forwards or is that the way the ball's being delivered into there? Uh, a little bit of both. I thought the forward move, I thought the delivery was pretty good early, like Merritt and those guys going forward. I thought it was okay early. But at times you just look, two metre Peters played his second game back for the year. He's the best and first winner, kicked 50 plus last year. So it's going to take some time for him. Was last year, don't get me wrong, he's been good at Essendon, but last year was his best season by far. Is that his level or was that the season out of the box and now he's going to come back to level? Kick five the week before. So uh, maybe maybe he's just slowly working into it. Uh, he didn't find a lot of footy last week either. He just kicked a lot, kicked those five goals. So tonight didn't find the footy and didn't get the goal. So um, time will tell. They had a bit, they're a tall team. Yeah, maybe a bit too tall. They're sub Bryant. Tall, yeah. Yeah. It was a weird one at the start when they made the, the, uh, the late change to bring Bryant in. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought they were too tall. I think I went through it. Maybe five or I six players. I think they players. dropped Nick Hind by memory. But five or six players, 195 centimetres plus. I mean, that, that's a tall... And that's not including their defenders who aren't over 195. They've got four or five of them sitting at, you know, 192, 193. So I think they're a bit tall. They need some smalls in there. And, um, yeah, I think Essendon are going to struggle to finish Stay top six. So uh, they'll be in a fight to, to... So they are sixth right now. Support on top, Collingwood, Brisbane... Melbourne, and then three teams on 32 points all played 14 games, St Kilda, Essendon and the Bulldogs. Uh, the Crows play tomorrow. They're in eighth on 28 points up against Collingwood. Uh, Geelong just outside the eight on percentage on 28, the same as Fremantle, who will have to win six or seven of their last sort of nine games to make it into yeah. the top eight. So it's going nah, to be, be tough. It'll be tough for them. Yeah, they shot themselves in the foot with a slow start uh, and, and lost games that they were 50-50. And like last week, they lost by 70 to um, you know the Giants, who they're in the arm wrestle with. So, yeah, they've shot themselves in the foot at times. They need to come home like a freight train. If they come home and make the eight, they'll be, they'll be red-hot form going into finals. So, Tommy, let's wrap this up, mate. Come right. on. Cool. Good win for, what's that called? Free Randall Sorry, tonight. Leech, Leech is giving me the finger. Uh, if you have a question for us, you can always grab us on the Instagram, at footytalk underscore pod. Uh, TikTok as well, Lex. You're a big TikTok man. At footytalkpod. Uh, tomorrow, Abby Holmes, Jay Clark, and Mitch Robinson. They'll be along to unpack all the weekend footy. Listener.